When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, we roll along here on ESPN Radio, uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm seeing from Shefty, the Eagles have released Darius Slay. That's another mainstay on that defense that they lose. Concern from Hembo, I can see it on your face. Most definitely. The Eagles roster last year was more stacked than it's ever been and more stacked than it's ever likely to be. Darius Slay, a true number one corner, the Eagles did hedge for this decision by signing James Bradbury to a contract yesterday. We learned that Shefty reported that as well. The fact of the matter is this defense is going to look unrecognizable and that the Eagles' best chance to win a championship was last year when they had the quarterback on a rookie contract. They might win, wind up winning it in the future, but the team is just not going to be possibly as good as it once was. All right, we'll see. And, and the fans of other teams in the NFC East smile from ear to ear. Greeny brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Okay, so we do have a winner. Again, our book is coming. It is called Got Your Number. It is available for pre-order right now. And in it, with Hembo's outstanding research, I decide who owns every number from 1 to 100 in sports history. Today, we ask the question, who owns the number 45? It isn't as obvious as, well, it's a jersey number. As I told you yesterday, not all of these are jersey numbers. In this particular case, however, it is. Who's today's winner? We got Chuck in Columbus, Ohio. Chuck in Columbus, Ohio. It does not surprise me that you are the one who got this right. Go ahead, Chuck. Tell everybody who owns the number 45 in sports history. Of course, Greeny. It's Archie Griffin. That is correct. Archie Griffin, the only two-time winner in the history of the Heisman Trophy uh, in a crowded field. So I'm told we had a lot of people calling in and saying Bob Gibson. I'm told we had a lot of people calling in and saying Pedro Martinez. And those are good guesses. But we decided, and we will back it up, and I will fight you to the death on it. If you read the book, you will understand exactly why we believe Archie Griffin deserves ownership of the number 45 in sports history. And if you like that sort of thing, if you like sports debate, if you like sports history, if you know someone in your life who does, man, I think this book, I immodestly, I would say, I think you have a chance to love it. So I really hope that you will pre-order it today. That would do us a lot of good with our publishers who we are dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Again, the title is Got Your Number. You can order it anywhere you like. I also put a link uh, at the top of my Twitter page that you can easily find. So if that's easier for you, just click on the link that is pinned to the top of my page at ESPN Greeny. And one other quick note, if you are listening in the New York Tri-State area, our first signing is set. Sunday, April 2nd, we'll be at Bookends in, um, in Ridgefield, New Jersey. You do have to sign up for that. That is a, um, a uh, did I say Ridgefield? It's Ridgewood, Ridgewood, New Jersey. Sorry, Ridgewood, New Jersey. That is one you have to register for, so go on their website and register for that. Hembo will be there. I'll be there. Maybe Phoebes will come by. Maybe Hembo will bring the twins. So we should have some fun there on that Sunday afternoon. There will be more book signings to by come. By the way, you mentioned, uh, yeah, Bob Gibson was the most 
prominent guests we got. I also answered quite a few phones that said Jackie Robinson, which I was a little concerned about. <laughs> now, I, I, will, I will. I don't know how we feel about that. No, we don't feel good about it. Um, we, we don't feel good about the caliber of the calls that we were getting. Um, I will. Uh, another spoiler alert. Jackie is 42. <laughs> um, and for the obvious reason that he wore 42, they made a movie about him and called it 42. Um, and any number of other reasons, the number is retired throughout all of baseball. <laughs> so um, if you guessed number 45 for Jackie Robinson, boy, do you need this book. I can't begin to tell you how desperately you need to read Got Your Number because you don't know nearly enough about the integral nature that numbers play in sports history. Again, it's called Got Your Number. You can order it uh, anywhere right now that you tend to order your books. Okay, if everyone just joining us here, the latest on the Rogers thing, we will know in about two hours what he plans to say to Pat McAfee today. I don't know what he's planning to say. I can tell you that Patrick doesn't know what he's going to say. McAfee doesn't know what Rogers is going to say, and I, I do not believe believe that it's as simple as by 1.30 today he's a jet that's not what's going to happen here but i what i what i think can happen and hopefully will is that he will express his desire to come to the jets his excitement about the possibility of a trade being worked out the two sides have to work out the details there's trade compensation there's the financial piece of it and then it will be done so we will hold off on that, and hopefully there'll be a champagne celebration at some point in our near future. Let's talk about some of the other moves that we've seen made. Darren Waller to the Giants is an intriguing one to me. I like Waller. Waller is a really good – his productivity is super high. The production is super high. But I think there's a major cautionary tale. Whenever an aging player gets a big contract and then suddenly misses a bunch of time – and guys on his own team seem to be looking sideways at him. I mean, Derek Carr got up there and cried last year at a press conference talking about how not everyone was in it the same way that the other guys are. And they, some of us can't even sleep at night for the pain that we're in. And not everyone else is doing that. Most people I know believe it was Darren Waller he was talking about. I can't tell you that with certainty. So that's the concern for me. When, when the Raiders sign a guy to the big contract, then the quarterback is saying that. And then they're willing to trade him away for a third-round pick a year later. That, to me, is the cautionary tale. The player is excellent. It's still worth the risk, in my judgment, for the Giants. It is. It's, it's the 100th pick in the draft. And you mentioned the production, and it was, for a time at least, off the charts. In 2019 and 2020, he played all 32 games. And across those two seasons, he had 197 catches for more than 2,300 yards. That's the kind of stretch that you only see from Hall of Fame tight ends. Now, it comes down exclusively to how much he'll be able to play. But what I do know is that when he does, Brian Dayball will be able to utilize him expertly. It's just a matter of making sure he can stay on the field. Uh, I like the Stephon Gilmore trade to the Cowboys. Um, I think the Cowboys are loading up. I think Jerry Jones is basically doing what we've long thought he should. And Hembo had a great stat on television today in the sneaky Hembo question. The Dallas Cowboys, over the last five years, have actually given out less money in guaranteed contracts in free agency than any other team in the NFL. They are first or 32nd on that list, depending on how you look at it. Every team in the NFL has spent more guaranteed money in free agency than the Cowboys. And so now I'd like to see them adopt a little more of a go for it mentality, a fifth round pick. 
Are you kidding? I mean, th- that's what they got for Amari Cooper last year. That was a terrible trade. Now they trade a fifth-round pick for a guy in Stephon Gilmore that you put on the other side of the field from Trayvon Diggs. That defense could be excellent this year. This is why having salary cap flexibility is enormous because you're, a fifth-round pick is a guy that you could cut in two years, but you're going to put him opposite Trayvon Diggs, and you might have, if not the best cornerback tandem in the league, one of the very best, and then you don't have to worry about rolling the dice and playing another player across digs that you have to find in the draft or somewhere else in free agency. Gilmore's numbers last year were excellent. The reason the Cowboys got him is because they were willing to pay him and the Colts were not. And by the way, for all of you who are sitting there listening to us screaming at the radio saying, why is it my team spending? Why is it my team spending? Hembo also told me something else today. Hembo, which two teams have spent the most money in guaranteed dollars in free agency the last five years. The top two teams in most money are the Jets and the Jaguars. Who, which two teams in the NFL have the worst record in the NFL over the last five years? The Jets and the Jaguars. So that has not equated to winning. Now, hopefully for the Jets, that starts to turn around here. And I think that they have made some pretty good, smart free agent acquisitions and again Gilmore is not going to seem like a free agent but he is Jalen Ramsey's not going to seem like a free agent but he is they're picking up money that other teams didn't want to pay so while these are not signings they are trades it 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 it, it functions in similar ways so that skews that stat to some degree the point is the Cowboys defense is going to be lights out this year it also goes to show you that what hap- what your team does on draft day and that weekend is way more instructive than what they're doing right now. Like for as much as we enjoy the free agency and as for as much as teams improve themselves and sometimes overpay, there is I'm looking at the data right now. There is no way that you could say a team can actually build a sustainable winner through free agency. It all comes from the draft, from scouting and player development. And then there's one more You know, I sometimes say, mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. The lot in life of the running back is to get used up and discarded. Look at Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley is as good, as talented, and as valuable to his team as the quarterback is in New York, more so. The quarterback got four years and $40 million a year. Saquon Barkley got franchise tagged for one year, 10 million bucks. And here's another example. If you play any daily fantasy or any fantasy football, I guess, you are well aware Austin Eckler is a stud. Austin Eckler of the Chargers is a touchdown every week at least. He catches passes out of the backfield. His productivity, you have any numbers on him? His production is ridiculous. Well, they don't want to sign him in L.A., so they've given him permission to seek a trade. He's out there looking for one, and Graziano said, don't hold your breath thinking someone out there is going to trade for him because no one's going to pay him because they're just not going to pay the running back. And that is just so patently sad and unfair. Here's a guy doing his job as well as it can possibly done, as important to his team as any player at any other position, but because he's a running back and they are perceived to be a dime a dozen, he's not going to get any money. It's also, it also shows you the difference between fantasy football and real football because over the last two years, Austin Eckler is the number three fantasy player at all positions behind only Josh Allen and Patrick McCombs. Because he has scored 38 touchdowns yeah. in the last two years. He's a touchdown machine. 38. Yes. And he can't find a team that wants him. That's correct. Crazy. It doesn't seem right, and it makes me feel kind of bad for him, but it is what it is. All right, we're just getting this hour rolling here. We have more tournament stuff coming. Obviously, all the football is on the way. And then I have two things from the world of the NBA that you have to hear. Two things people said that you absolutely have to hear, and those are on the way as well. This is Greeny. 
and it's ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm still getting used to, I know it's been several years now, I'm still getting used to this first four of the NCAA tournament. Like, it still feels like the whole thing starts on Thursday in so many ways. There were actually two great games last night. Both came down to the final second. But I, I, maybe it's because I'm so consumed with this Rogers stuff. Did you watch them last night? I did not. I forgot they were on. <laughs> like, I didn't even remember that this was happening last night um, because so much of everything is focused on tomorrow. But there's two games tonight, and I just want to make a quick note on one of them. Bubba, was it you or Cam who was hot on this? Because it's been in the it's been in the Google Doc for Yeah, this is me. Not about happy a week. about it. Not and, happy. And it, it comes down tonight. So Fairly Dickinson is playing tonight in a in one of the play in uh, they don't like it when you call it play in first four. One of the first four games. They are playing despite the fact that they lost the NAC that's at the Northeastern Conference. Is that what that is? So the Northeastern Conference, they lost the championship game to Merrimack. So you would think, well, Fairleigh Dickinson shouldn't get the automatic bid. Merrimack should. But Fairleigh Dickinson got the automatic bid and is going to the tournament and, in fact, plays tonight because Merrimack is, quote, reclassifying. So, Bubba, can you explain exactly, to the people who don't know what that means, what reclassifying means? 
Yeah, well, like when you uh, switch divisions, whether you're going up from Division three to two or two to one or whatever it is, it's basically like a four year transition. You don't just do it in one year. So it takes they it takes four years for whatever reason. And within those four years, even though you're playing in a conference in the new division with all the new rules, you technically can't win the conference. So Merrimack is transitioning to Division One, even though, and they're playing conference games in the NAC. They won the conference they won the tournament but it doesn't matter they're not they're technically can't go which right they're ineligible yeah, makes no to sense get to the me. automatic bid i agree with you what sense does that make like every rule this is another example of they just make rules for the sake of making rules every rule that is made that limits freedoms of any kind should be done with a purpose Right? Well, you can't do this, but here's the good that is being done by that. Here's the greater good that is being served. Whose greater good is being served by a team, any team? In this particular case, it happens to be fairly Dickinson. Or no, I guess it's Merrimack who's the one that's getting screwed in this. But who is it that we're worried about? Like, what are we protecting here? What am I missing? Cam, you got a smile on your face. Am I missing something? Like, who is being protected by this? No, I think this is completely ridiculous. And I think Bubba pointed out that it happened last year, too. Yeah, it happened to another team last year. I think it was uh, Bellarmine or Bellarmine and Jacksonville State. So I, I forget which one went and which one didn't. But so this is two consecutive years where a team who's transitioning up won their conference and should have gone. They're playing in the conference. Yeah, Why play, are they not in they the conference? They the entire year playing the teams. They play each other. They did what they're supposed to do. If they're not allowed to play, then they shouldn't even be allowed to play in the tournament. Don't let them play in the tournament if they can win the tournament and it won't matter. That It's crazy to me. Bubba, hard, hard disagree here because All right. sports are not sports without bylaw 20.02.3.2. Which is this bylaw? So, I mean, can you read the bylaw? No, no I, all I was, all I'm seeing here is. Oh, is that that, that is yes. the bylaw? I, I can go deeper into the book if you say like it again. Me. What is it? Bylaw what? Twenty twenty dot o two dot o two dot three dot three dot two. So it's got four subdivisions. This bylaw. So bylaw twenty has four subdivisions. And we just gave away four chapters in our book. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> what you don't know is that they own Merrimack owns 20.4.7.2 uh, in the in the upcoming book Got Your Number. So 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 this is just stupidity. You're right, Bubba, because both ends of this are bad. One, they should just be allowed to get the automatic bid if they earn it. Two, if you're not going to let them win the uh, win the prize of winning the tournament, don't let them play in the tournament. Why are they in the tournament if they can't win the tournament? That's the whole point of having the tournament. If I may go back to a Jerry Seinfeld line uh, when he said, you don't understand the reservation. The whole point of the reservation is to hold the reservation. <laughs> yep. Anyone can just take them. Well, in this case, anyone can just play in a tournament. The whole point is to win the tournament. And if you're not going to let them win the tournament, which you're essentially not letting them do then you should not let them play in it in the first place but even that is stupid you should just let them have the automatic bid so what we're saying is that merrimack merrimack should be playing tonight unless you think that i have some vested interest in that i don't even know where merrimack is do you I think it's in mass it's in massachusetts yeah. okay well i didn't know that I have no, I have no rooting interest in Merrimack. I spoke it's in to the a Northeast. Sport, I spoke to a sport management class at Merrimack during the pandemic in April of 2020. This is all the more reason why they should be allowed to play in the tournament. They have an outstanding school of what? 
I'm tenured there. Uh, Hembo, Hembo is on the faculty. So anyway, it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense to me. Um, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're coming to you live from the seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Lots more to do here as we roll on. I, I, I have two sound bites that uh, the guys put up here. Really good job by them of finding these because these are fascinating things that were said. Fascinating. On two different podcasts. The first one I'm going to play for you is from Mark Spears, who is our outstanding basketball insider. In fact, did he just get voted into the Basketball Hall of Fame? I think he's this year. He's going in, right? Yes. He's, he's this year. This year or last. The award that Michael Wilbon got a couple of years ago. I think Mark is winning this year. So Spears, as everyone calls him, he's a, just an excellent basketball uh, reporter. And his specialty in this, if you will, like everyone, all these guys have their specialties, like Woj breaks stories left and right and all that kind of stuff. Spears, his specialty is that he, he, he develops really strong relationships with a lot of the people inside the sport, and thus he is able to communicate with them in different ways than many other reporters can, and thus he gets a lot of really great information and insight. And so when he was talking about this on the Hoop Collective podcast, it was really interesting. So, Wendy, you're going to hear here. I'm not sure exactly what part of it we cut up, so I'll let you know what I know. So, Wendy, Brian Winhorst, is asking him about John Morant and um, about when we should expect to see him again. And you will hear Mark Spears jump in and basically say, at this point, basketball is the least of his concerns. My prayers to him, man, that he that he figures it out. There's things I'm hearing that I, I'd rather probably not say on this yeah, podcast don't, don't, about. Yeah, yeah don't about, get out over your skis. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope he's taking care of himself. I don't. I'm not really worried about the basketball part for him right now, man. I'm, I'm worried about the human part, and that when he does come back, he's he's healthy mentally and physically, man. Like I'm, I'm my my guess now is if I was, you know, not that you bet on this that I he doesn't play the rest of the season as he takes care of himself. So that's Mark Spears. And again, he is he is one who speaks from a, an extraordinarily deep pool of knowledge and intimate um, understanding when it comes to the sport. And so, you know, I, I talked about this yesterday with John Morant. The fact that he went into a counseling program, I thought was extremely encouraging. And I hope it does two things. First and foremost, I hope that it helps him to manage whatever it is in his life that he has found unmanageable. I don't know, and it wouldn't be my place to say even if I did know, but I'm telling you I don't know what sort of counseling he's uh, he's uh, receiving, exactly what the treatment protocol might become, what exactly it is he's battling. I don't know. But you just heard Mark Spears saying it sounds like some very serious stuff is going on. Everyone has things in their life that make him complicated. So John Morant is no different from anyone else in that regard. He's just doing it under the eye of everyone. He's doing it under the microscope that a person in his position has. And so most importantly, I hope that he gets whatever help it is that he needs. He's an incredibly young man with the potential to have an extraordinary future. The second part of this, I said this yesterday, and I'll just say it again briefly. This is not meant to be a public service announcement. But I hope that the people who idolize him, um, and there are lots of them, will look at this and they will say, you know what's not cool? Waving a gun around. You know what is cool? Getting help when you have problems. If you have stuff going on in your head that you are really struggling to deal with, there are a lot of ways you can handle that. And one of them is trying to numb those problems with substances and things like that. And again, I'm not suggesting that's what he's doing. I don't have any knowledge of that. 
But that's one very popular way that people will address and attack different psychological problems. The really best way to do it is to seek help, to acknowledge to yourself and to others, I can't manage this myself. I need help. And that's what John Morant has done. I commend him for it. I wish him nothing but health, happiness, and, uh, and, and his best self going forward. And I hope that people who idolize him realize that's what's cool. Waving a gun around on a video, not cool. In fact, so not cool that he himself realized he needs to go get help. That's the message that I hope comes out of this. We're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. Arthur asks Susan to marry him, which he's being forced to do because of the families. Susan, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want. So when I asked her to marry me, the words that came out of my mouth were, Stacy, will you marry me? Take the weekend if you want. She didn't hear me say, take the weekend if you want. And so her response was, I will. For one horrific moment, I thought she was saying, I will take the weekend. And then I realized that she was shaking, laughing, and crying all at the same time. And I knew immediately we were actually getting married. But... If she had said, I will take the weekend, I think it behooved me to rescind the offer. This is Greeny. So today we should finally hear from A.A. Ron that he wants to be a Jet. If nothing else, we should hear that, I think, when he goes on Pat McAfee's show a little over an hour from now. I'll be watching and listening. 
Did you see the New York Post speaking of my wife? Stacey did a story about her chronicling of my living and dying with this experience. Oh, yeah. And that was so that was kind of fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Someone just sent it to me and I said, well, what the hell is this? You know, that's the paper I grew up reading. I grew up, I would take the New York Post and I would sit in my classes. Don't tell any of my teachers this, but it's, it's 40 years ago, so maybe it doesn't matter. At Stuyvesant High School, we would sit at these desks, you know, your, your traditional like one to a person desk. You know what I'm talking about. They can move around and they got a little drawer or whatever that is, a cubby, and you're sitting at the desk. And so if you would sit near the back, you could easily lay the newspaper open on your lap and it would be underneath the desk for the most part. And you could, it would look like you were looking down at your notes or whatever it is you had there, a textbook. But I would actually be reading the sports section in the New York Post. And so that, that I, that's the paper I grew up reading. And yesterday, they wrote a story about how ludicrous I am when it comes to the Jets' acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. Who wrote for their sports page at that time? Back then? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, legendary people, uh, very few of whom are still there, to my knowledge. Um, Phil Mushnick is, is still there. He wrote for the paper back then. Harvey Ariton, I think, wrote for the Post then. It's hard to remember because there was the Post, the News, and the Times, and I read them all, and I liked all of them. This, this, this is before there was sports talk and before there was um, ESPN. Um, actually, ESPN would have existed by then in the early 80s. But, but, I mean, there was no sports talk. WFAN hadn't come on or anything yet. So you would get all your sports information. So the Mike Lupicas and the Ira Burkows and the uh, Dave Andersons and the people like that, those were the sports media influencers and stars. And anyway, now they didn't at that time they didn't write about dopes like me <laughs> being uh, frantic about the jab, but one way or another, it's a very nice story. I liked it, so thank you to the uh, whoever's idea it was to write that. Uh, what better way to start your day than with Honey Nut Cheerios? Honey Nut Cheerios is made with whole grain oats, making it a heart healthy food. It also has a touch of real honey, making it delicious. So you don't have to compromise on taste. It truly is the perfect combo. Great tasting and good for you. And for a limited time, Cheerios has changed some of its iconic O's into hearts. To remind Americans that living a happy, heart-healthy lifestyle can be fun, easy, and delicious. Look for Cheerios with happy heart shapes wherever you buy groceries today. Before I get to the um, the other NBA stuff that you need to hear, I think we should check in on Bubba. Shall we do that? So we have fandoms represented here. I just mentioned, I mean, they're writing stories about my Rogers stuff. Someone should do a story on how Bubba is doing today with the departure of Zeke Elliott. All the reports that we are seeing suggest that Ezekiel Elliott will be released by the Dallas Cowboys after a very productive and very dramatic, it feels like, stay. And how, what was he there? Six years, seven years, something like that-ish? Drafted in 2016, right? So, so yeah. he came out seven of years. Ohio State. He yep, was a, Seven years. I, I will always like him, if nothing else, because he was coming out at the same rough time. He and Leonard Fournette were the two sort of highest profile running backs in college football at one point, and everyone was telling me how great Fournette was. And because I watch the Big Ten every week, I remember saying to people at the time, this was back in the Mike and Mike days, why is no one talking about this guy, Ezekiel Elliott? He's better. Like Ezekiel Elliott, I, and, and of course he was the third pick in the draft and everything else, rookie of the year, great couple seasons, and then things kind of went sideways, as they tend to do for running backs. So Bubba, what are your emotions today as you prepare to say goodbye to Zeke? Yeah, I mean, he had a great career on the Cowboys. I, I enjoyed him there. I mean, those first three, four years, he, he was awesome. I mean, he was he was great. Um, but I think in, in the end, it was definitely it was time for him to go. 
at the very least, I, I wouldn't have been posed, be opposed if they restructured and he came back because I, I did like the two-back system, but it was very clear at this point Pollard is becoming the number one. So if they did restructure and Zeke came back on a, on a much lesser deal and he was going to be the number two because I think he does still serve a purpose. He's, he's still a great blocking back, and he can still be a third down back and something like that. But I think overall it was still probably just time for him to go. Um, and, you know, let's just get Pollard and just, you know, draft someone else and just keep getting younger. Uh, but no, I mean he had a great career. Those, like I said, those first three, four years, he, he was he was the man. He was awesome, and um, from everything said, he was just a great teammate. So I enjoyed him. But uh, I think it was just you know t- time to move on. His final play as a member <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, was without question right the worst scramble drill that any team ever tried to run in football history. And for reasons known only to them, they had Zeke lined up as the center. He snaps the ball to the yeah. back and just gets obliterated. I mean, he gets knocked out of this universe. Sure did. And that's his last play as a Cowboy. Does that seem unjust? It's Yeah, I would say yes, and, and more specifically because that play is going to be aired constantly, just like the last play the year before <laughs> was all the time. You know, So they're going to always show that play. And so it's, it's unfortunate for Zeke because you know he's, he should be remembered for all the great plays he had in Dallas and so many great things, jumping into the Salvation Army. So many fun me- memories, but... I think honestly that play he might that might show that more than anything now because so I do think it's unjust and unfair. The career of Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas I think is also kind of a commentary on how not to build your team because he was obviously most productive throughout the life of his rookie contract which they ripped up after three years and paid him before Dak Prescott and I think the the example we can or the illustration we can paint here is that drafting the running back in the first round can be smart. Because he was an absolutely dominant force. He was so good in his last year at Ohio State. And so good in his first three NFL seasons. But he, he produced like 30 or 40 cents on the dollar once they paid him. Which is exactly why you shouldn't do it. So the answer is to do what the Giants are doing. Mm-hmm. Frankly, as sad as I feel for Saquon Barkley, the answer is draft a running back in the first round, franchise him twice. You get seven years out of him at comparatively um, affordable money. And then you move on. And that's why I say the lot in life of the running back is to get used up and then forgotten. And that's what happened there. And and if the Cowboys had done it, again, Zeke's a rich man. God bless him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got his money. But you're right. It was in the in the retrospect, it was not a good move at all. You're in your prime as a running back from ages like 20 to 23, honestly. And the and Jerry Jones' decision to pay him so prematurely and wait to pay Dak honestly might have cost him a chance at a real playoff run. So now, Cam, what was your question going to be? Where do you think he goes? Is he going to? I mean, someone will. He's will not going to play center. Pick a, <laughs> though he's built like one now. Someone, someone will, will pick him up, right? I mean, if he wants to continue, the question is going to be how much money has he made? Can you look that up? He's made a lot of money. Has he made so much money that if someone wants to bring him in now on short end money, um, Will he even want to? He's made $70 million on the field in his career. Okay, so that's a lot he, of money. He, you're, he can go where he wants to win. Yeah, or, or he can just not go is what I'm saying. Sure. If someone wants to bring him in and pay him a very little money, not enough money that it'll matter in his overall life, because he's going to make some money in his life just by being Zeke Elliott. I don't, I don't know that he that, – I'll be interested to see if he continues to play. But think about this. In the same exact offense, Greeny, Tony Pollard led all running backs in the NFL last year in yards per touch. 
Ezekiel Elliott ranked last. Oh, he doesn't have the burst. He's got nothing. He doesn't. No, he, he's, that's why I mean. He's part of someone's two-back system to spell the primary back wherever that place is. That person's salary is, I'm just making this up, $2 million, whatever it is. If you had $70 million, would you put yourself through everything that a football season is mm. to make $2 million at mm. this point? The answer could be no. For the rest of us, $2 million, sign me up. But if you have $70 million in the bank, you might not feel that way. So we'll see what he ultimately decides to do. Are you still overpaying for a razor in this economy? That's gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. One more reminder, our book is called uh, Got Your Number. It's available for pre-order right now. If you think, if you love books about sports debate or history, or you know someone who does and think it would make a good gift, the best thing you could do for us would be to pre-order today. There's a link pinned to the top of my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny, if that's easiest, but you can order it from anywhere you want. Anywhere you order books, the title is Got Your Number, and the author is me. Okay, I've been promising the other soundbite. This one really blew my mind. So our buddy J.J. Reddick has a really good podcast. It's called The Old Man and the Three. I think anyone who knows basketball is certainly aware of it. And he gets really good guests on there. And he had Damian Lillard. Dame Lillard has been one of my favorite players in the league for a long time. He's just got the right attitude. And one of the things he said on this podcast was that it is becoming increasingly difficult for him to handle the fact that he doesn't feel like everyone has that attitude. The NBA I play in now is not the NBA that I came into. And I expect it to evolve. Everything is is constantly changing. But I feel like I play for the love of the game. Like I want to I want the competition. I want to know what it feels like to win. I want to see my teammates do well. I want to see my teammates get paid, you know, like I enjoy the uh the bonding part of it, like we spend more time with each other than anybody. But now it's like, that don't count. Regular season don't count. Get a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like who, this guy's the MVP. This guy did this. He the first, it's like, bro, what like, what is this stuff? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like, they was asking me about Dame, but like to win a ring. And, and I'm like, bro, I don't need to prove to y'all that I want to win a ring. Why the hell do I play? Like, I don't need to prove that to y'all, but we can't keep acting like nothing matters, like the rest of the stuff, the journey doesn't matter. We can't keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I don't know if I'm, if I can just play a long, long time because I don't, I don't enjoy what, what the NBA as a whole is becoming. What an extraordinary thing for one of the best players in the league to say. And I mean, I would just sit back and applaud. I don't know that I could add anything he said. It's so much more meaningful coming from him than it could ever possibly be for me. There is a little bit of this that I think I have to take some of the blame for because the whole idea of comparing players based upon how many rings they have, that's a sports talk phenomenon. That did not exist in the childhood I was just describing. When I was talking about sneaking the New York Post sports section into my high school classes, no one was writing columns about how Michael has six rings and LeBron needs six to catch him and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't in the zeitgeist. And I'm not saying that's the only reason that players didn't focus on it, but I would say the proliferation of sports talk 
And look, sports talk began in the early, the, the very late 80s, early 90s in New York with WFAN, and then it spread. Chicago was one of the next places it came. I was there uh, in a behind-the-scenes capacity when we began that. But then when Mike and I started, you know, immodestly, I mean, we kind of took it to a different place, and that was the topic. That was the conversation. And... W- I'm not saying in any way that we are the reason that conversation took place, but we were very much in the middle of it and we brought it to the mainstream. We brought it to everybody driving in their car to work every single day all over the country, whether you were in Columbus, Ohio, or on the West Coast, or in on the the, the Kennedy in Chicago, or you're on the LIE in New York, you know, you're listening, well, you're, well, they're, they're right. This guy doesn't have any rings. He's got rings. He's got rings. And all of a sudden, rings were the only thing that mattered. Now, is that the only reason that there are the problems that he's describing in the league today? Probably not. But that culture where that became, where so much of the focus was on that, I think that does matter. And so the media at, at, at large, and particularly in the talk show area, I think that we had a lot to do with that. I mean, that's before there was a first take. It's before there was a PTI. It's before there was a, anything else that we were doing that all the way back then. And, and, it, and it's been everywhere since, of course. But that doesn't mean that I don't hear what he's saying. I've, I've said to you a million times, my greatest appreciation of Michael Jordan is that he approached a Tuesday night in New Jersey in February with the intensity that is saved for the playoffs now. And that's what made him so great. He was the best show in the world because it mattered so much to him. All of it mattered. So I commend Dame Lillard for what he said. I, I couldn't have said it better myself, and it wouldn't mean a damn thing compared to him saying it. All right, have a great day. Let's see what Aaron says, and I'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.